Welcome to the Moss LeRae Show. I'm your host, Alicia LeRae Ellis, and I have a very special guest today for episode 81, Anton Still. How are you today? I am well. I cannot complain. Other than this, this weird weather, I'm, I'm yes, definitely Yes, Cleveland I'm definitely vibes today. all day. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's the Moss LeRae Show. A, we finally a, got you in the building. It's an absolute privilege. I love what you're doing. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. So share a little bit about who you are to the audience. Yeah, yeah. So um, like I said, my name is Antoine Steele. Most people call me Twine. Um, I am an author. I am an entrepreneur. I am a speaker or communicator like we were just talking yes. about. Um, but my focus right now is working with single men and women, helping them to maximize their singleness and prepare for marriage. Uh, my wife and I also have a nonprofit. Uh, we do a lot of work with the youth. And um, yeah, I'm just somebody who cares. I love it. Somebody who cares. That's the thing that I would probably like to say the most. I'm somebody that cares. Yeah. I love that. And you can feel that it's genuine. You know, Um, we've connected sometime last year, Mm -hmm. but now, you know, growing a relationship and seeing how we can work together and collaborate. Mm -hmm. And so when I was learning more about your story and what you had Mm -hmm. going on, like that's something that I want to help share through what we're creating with Moss Loray and bringing guests on who can talk about truth, who can talk about their living. Because I think a lot of times that we see right now Mm -hmm. is people are projecting an image on social media. Mm. and that personality but yeah. when you get to sit down with them it's totally different absolutely and so we had a we had a brief conversation a couple of weeks ago just yeah. to kind of get to know each other a little bit more and to learn more and I felt that with you and in, in what you're working on so mm-hmm. we're talking about singles and helping singles like why yeah. why that yeah so um I don't want to go way 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 back because we'd be on this uh this podcast for about two or three hours but um so Typical story. I was a a young guy, just kind of like wild, doing my thing, partying, kicking it, messing around with the girls in college. You know, typical college boy story. And um, around 2009, 2010, I kind of started to feel like this draw, but I I denied it. I kind of like pushed it away. And then, um, you know, I just the lack of peace, the lack of unfulfillment. Mm -hmm. And in 2012, April 10th, 2000, uh, I'm sorry, 2011, April 10th, on a Sunday morning around 11 o'clock in the morning, like I remember like it was yesterday. Got another details. I, um, I, I committed my life to Christ. Wow. And um, I remember at that point, I, um, I was just in the kitchen. I had just got the phone with one of my friends and I was in the kitchen and I was just standing there like, just staring at the wall. And I was like, mom, I'm, I'm about to change my life. And she was like, no, that's that's cool, babe. I'm like, no, I'm, for real, I'm about to change my life. And I didn't realize it wasn't me changing anything. It was God changing me. And um, later on, my my girl at the time, my girlfriend at the time came and picked me up. And I got in the car and I'm like, I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And she was real quiet. And she was like, so what about sex? And I was like, uh. About that. Yeah, um, <laughs> because in my mind, I thought, that would be the one thing that I would kind of like have to wean myself off. Yeah. Everything else, I'll just stop cold turkey. But when she said it, I was going so hard that I felt mm. like if I would have been like, well, not that, you know, we'll, we'll wait on that. I felt like I would have been a hypocrite. So in that moment, I was like, yeah, you're right. No sex. And that started me on my journey of wow. abstinence. And um, I, I just never, I never looked back. And, and one thing that really kind of like really, catapulted me into like this seriousness about really keeping myself was one night after all of this happened her and I you know broke up I remember a girl had asked to come see me it was like two three in the morning I was with um hanging out with my brother we was at his um apartment and I'm like um such and such just asked to come over but it's cool though I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go in the car I ain't like we about to do nothing and when I got in the car immediately like she just like got on top of me and was like 
like kissing me and stuff. And I'm kind of like surprised because I'm like, well, I'm saved. Like, this is not supposed to be happening, but I like it. And then I ended up like pushing her off me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And I got out of the car. And at that moment, it really showed me that it don't matter how much you pray. It don't matter how much you read your word. I don't care who you are. If you put yourself in, 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 in this, in the environment of temptation, you're Mm -hmm. more likely to fall. And then at that point, I realized that I'd rather be wise than strong. That was my motto. I'd rather be wise than strong. The wise thing would have been that for me to do was to say, no, I'm sorry, you can't come. But since I didn't do that, now she's over here. Now I got to be strong and fight right. it. Now, thank God I was able to get out of that situation. But um, that showed me like, mm-hmm. no, just like flee from, you know, that temptation. And that led me on my journey of just being abstinent. And I think that as a single man, I started to see like the struggles um, of being a kingdom single versus being a, a single in the world and dealing with the pressures and being the the uh, the only person that wasn't married because all of my friends end up getting married around the same time. So I'm in pictures and it's five of us or seven of us and I'm the only one that's not with someone and just dealing with the weight of the mm-hmm. weight and all the pressures that come with it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start like talking about this on social media. So every now and then I would like put up quotes and stuff like that. And people started to like, you know, that was good. Like, I like that. Can you, you know, can you share some more? So I would, you know, send out emails. I would post things and and people were starting to gravitate towards me as a single. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I got something here. So that's what kind of how to, like led me to that point. But I didn't know exactly what I was doing just yet. Wow. So yeah. it was your own experience. And that's why mm-hmm. I love entrepreneurship, because a lot of time we go into it because it's a problem we are facing. Yeah, it's a absolutely. pain that we have. Absolutely. And right now I'm teaching a class on entrepreneurship and I'm helping with the students. And they're like, well, I don't really have a headache. I'm like, well, take a note of how many times something aggravates you in one day. That's a problem. That creates a headache. That's a pain. Mm. And most entrepreneurs, 95% mm. of us, yeah. are creating solutions to problems that we face mm. or someone that we know are facing. So I, I love the piece that you talked about, strength versus wisdom, because yeah. you can be weak and still have wisdom. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I believe God really, we're not supposed to be strong. So even the fact that you got out that situation was nothing but God's grace to begin with. Absolutely. Because it was a weakness that manifested there for you. And I feel like so often we think we have to be strong. And God's like, no, that's me. I'm strong in you. We have no ability to be strong. And once I became more aware of that Mm -hmm. the last, more so the last two or three years, Mm -hmm. because I come from like a lot of women in my family, like strong women, like that's the backbone. That's what we've heard, especially in our communities of color Mm -hmm. is like black and brown, strong women. And if we really look at it, how is that working for us? And I looked at my mom and my grandma and their stories and how much they've had to overcome Mm -hmm. as strong women. And I'm like, I don't want to be strong. No, like, yeah. It's in my weakness that God is strong. And yes. I love that piece about the wisdom because God will give you wisdom in so many moments of temptation. Yeah. A weakness. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think it's so important. And um, I feel like, you know, even, I mean, we're just, like you said, we're so accustomed to say like, right. be, str- be strong, bro, or somebody pass away. It's all right. You know, be strong for them. You got to be strong for your family. Yeah. We understand that strength is important, mm-hmm. but 
weak there is there is strength in your weakness because there is because you're in your weakness you express vulnerability right. right and from there you know there is true healing and there is the opportunity to be able to let go of some of the things that you're dealing with but if you always put on face that I'm strong and nothing bothers me you're it's like you're dying inside yeah. and you got to let that out so um yeah I'm with you on that for yeah. sure and it's this, this external guard yeah. that we we put up and what it does is prohibit us from really experiencing mm-hmm. love yeah. in so many different ways. And so I don't want to get into like, no, you're good. <laughs> right. You're from being single and now to experience love with, mm-hmm. with your wife, shout out mm-hmm. wifey, you know, shout you couldn't make wife. it a day, but we're going to get you both on the, on the yeah. show soon. So navigating yeah. business with your wife. Yeah. Um, I love these type of stories because mm-hmm. it's a model, yeah. right. For our community and our mm-hmm. culture that we don't really see much, mm-hmm. um, and I love especially young love and marriage and yeah. business. So share share with us, you know, that that process of navigating yeah. business with your wife and you guys yeah. are bringing your gifts together, but you're also functioning in, in, in your individuality too. Yeah. So um, honestly, I feel like more so than anything as far as like with business or our marriage, it's really, it really comes down to to communication. It really comes down to us being able to convey to one another what we need, what we're doing, what's the vision, making things very clear and kind of being proactive with stuff instead of kind of, you know, waiting for things to happen and then deal with them later. Um, I was just talking about this on the, um, uh, I, I did a live the other night with Trey and um, shouts out to Trey, my brother DJ and Deontay. I did a live with them the other night. It was very powerful. And we were just talking about um, communication. There's two things that I feel like helps me and my wife. And and when I say helps me, I'm not saying that I'm perfect in this. All right. I'm saying that these are things that that I'm mindful of because I think half the battle is just being mindful of the things. If you're not mindful yeah. of it, then you can't really deal with right. it. Right. So the first thing is. Um, and this is a quote that I stand by is to to not expect to to not expect was not a communicated and not consume was not um or excuse me, not assume was not confirmed. Mm. So do not expect was not communicated or assume what is not confirmed. Meaning if you didn't express that thing, then you can't expect it, right? And then don't assume or create this narrative in your mind if you don't know it to be, you know, for sure. That's good. Because a lot of times we do that. So I can, you know, I can be thinking. Well, I need my wife to, you know, you know, work on this back end stuff or my wife is very good with graphics. She needs to do this or she needs to do that. But it's like, did I did I communicate that with her? Um, so that's a constant thing I have to remind myself. Do not expect what's not communicated or assume what's not confirmed. But then the second thing um, is we, we do this thing called a table talk where once a week we need to sit down with one another and talk about the things that, you know, we're dealing with in our marriage, whatever it is, business, marriage, parenthood. Um, I give her 15 minutes. She give me 15 minutes of uninterrupted time. Okay. So we sit down and it's me 15 minutes. Cause you know, if you don't set these boundaries and yeah. the first time that person says something, like, hold on, hold on, no. <laughs> it's like, no, let me hear me out first. Right. So the rule is the only time that I can interrupt her or she can interrupt me is if we are both, um, asking for clarity on something. Okay. So if I'm like, Hey, you know, um, you know, you, 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 you mentioned, you mentioned that we got this podcast on, you know, on this day. Um, can you be, you know, can you be uh, clear with me on, you know, what time it is? Like, you know, asking like clarifying questions right. or whatnot. So that's the only time. But then once she shares what she shares, I share what I share. Then we can kind of like start to like, you know, have a dialogue around it because we both feel heard. 
And a lot of times the reason why there's a lot of conflict with people is because they just don't feel heard. And if you don't feel heard, you can't feel understood. Yeah. You don't feel understood. You don't feel accepted. I mean, it goes so much deeper, deeper. than that, whatever. So um, for us, we have to fight to be proactive because if we rely on how we're feeling in the moment, maybe you're having a bad day. Maybe, you know, we are not clicking. If we rely on things in a moment, and you know, to be our form of communication, then we're more likely or more prone to, you know, have arguments or butt heads. So I feel like for me, those were, you know, two things that I feel like that helps us in our, you know, communication with yeah. business and marriage and life in general. And like I'm sure there's going to be so much that evolves over time, right? And mm. I think that's the beauty of communicating, healthy yeah. communication. Yeah. Um, I like to say like healthy dialogue. And that's like with the show is bringing people in. We can have those heart to heart dialogue sessions because there's not space unless you create it. Sometimes yeah. that you always hear like you got to find peace mm. gotta find joy like okay where are you finding that at yeah no you you work to create yeah. with the creator to manifest yeah. that whether that's in your marriage yeah. or your business or different relationships and so that's so beautiful and i love hearing those type of stories because mm -hmm. like i said we're not really seeing we're not really seeing it um at least um platforms that are conducive to our health mentally yeah. spiritually physically yeah. uh, and that's another reason why I wanted to create the show and the platform to help share the positive work that we're doing whether oh we're gonna have our challenges yeah. right your marriage is gonna go through ups and downs that's yeah. life we're gonna right. life, life be life and that's what someone said that that I'm like, man life be life and okay life that's that is fact but yeah. you're in it for the long haul you're in it because yeah. it's not about the two of you is yeah. about what really what God has destined for the two of you in your yeah. family, in your legacy. So putting that work in is required. It's, it's, not a, a, it's not optional. It's not. It's a necessity. I mean, it's the first established institution in all of humanity was marriage. Right. And from marriage comes the family and from family comes the community. Mm -hmm. From community comes everything else. Um but if we were to go, you know, a little bit deeper than that, you know, the first person that was created was a single man. And then, you know, from there, you know, so on and so forth. So I think that um, and that's and I know we'll talk about that as far as the single, um, the maximize your singleness stuff. But that's why, you know, I, it breaks my heart when I see uh, marriages at eyes or, or people getting divorced like the, the statistic. And I don't know, it, it, it varies, but I think there's like six to eight hundred something um, thousand divorces that are happening each year in America. And if you think about that, let's just like say one out of two. Right. It's like almost 50%. as much as 50 percent. So if um, let's just say seven hundred thousand divorces. Right. Because the numbers are different for different sites. I mean, you know, some people say less, some people say more. But let's just say seven hundred. That's seven hundred thousand number is that's that number. But if you think about it, it's 1.4 million people mm. that's being impacted directly. But right. then you think about children yeah. and siblings and parents, your your intermediate family and your friends and your colleagues. If you get if one if a man and a woman gets divorced, there are millions of people that's being impacted by these divorces that are happening each year in America every year, though. Right. So now imagine if I'm a young man. And all I see is, you know, toxicity, you know, or bad relationships or bad marriages. And I grow up and when I'm at that point where I can actually do this, I don't want to do it because I have all these bad examples. Mm. And that's what's happening. Right. And then think about if that's all the people that's that's actually divorced. How many people are are not technically divorced, but they're divorced in their hearts? Yeah. So um, that is uh, one of the reasons, literally, literally one of the reasons why I started doing what I do as, as it relates to working with single men and women.
Yeah. So, Literally. So talking about that, right, the, the singleness and now being married, like, mm. so are you all, are you both also doing like anything with married, like married couples mm. too? Like, yeah. how does that work? Because you, yeah. you're you not single anymore, right? right? I'm sure there's a lot of advice and that's a lot in your book and we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that. But your reality now, your truth now is, you know, you're, you're married. So how, mm. how has that transition been? Yeah. So, um, and I, and I knew that at some point that would be like a question or um, a concern for for singles once that, you know, once I made that transition. Um, but my heart is for single men and women. But, you know, we're coming up on five years. Wow, congratulations. Um, October 5th. And I'm kind of sad because that's one of the days of future land. <laughs> And I, I wanted to be there so badly. Shout out Futureland, the 5th yeah. through the 7th of October yeah. this year. Yeah, uh, but we'll be out of town. Um, but what I've learned in these five years, I do feel like that we can, you know, teach um, um, married, uh, married couples. But for me, I feel like I've kind of, my wife and I have held off on talking about marriage okay. because we feel like we wanted to get some years under our belt. Yeah. Like singleness, I, I've done that, right. you know, so I feel like I can speak to it confidently, right? Um, marriage, I'm not saying I can't speak to marriage. I feel like I can probably teach somebody that's been married for 25 years. Um, but um, for us, our focus is is working with single men and women. So now one thing I do want to say you can be single and dating, you can be single and in a relationship, you can be single and engaged. And obviously you could be single and by yourself, but if you're not married, you are single. So we do work with single men and women who are engaged or okay. who are seriously dating or in rela committed relationships. And one of the things that we really want to start doing is um, is working on pre-engagement coaching, not premarital. Right. Premarital is after you um, after you propose, but pre-engagement, that's before you decide to, uh, to get engaged. And the reason why we feel like pre-engagement is honestly just if not more important is just as important mm -hmm. as premarital is because once you when you when you put that ring on that woman's finger it be it's like the focus becomes more about getting to that wedding and pulling off the wedding than it does than it is the marriage okay so I feel like, you know, you say you got to save the days, you know, you lock in the venue, but y'all are at odds. Y'all need to get these things, you know, under, you know, control or have these conversations to kind of prepare yourselves. But because y'all have this wedding and y'all are putting all this money up, yeah, you can kind of put that on the back burner. Right. Yeah. So and I'm not saying that's the case for every single person, but I, I would encourage single men and women who are thinking about proposal to do pre-engagement. Now, yes, you can say, well, what if. That's that's a kind of dead giveaway that, you know, she's going to know I'm about to propose. You still can do it in a way that you want to do it. But if that is your main focus, then you are already not thinking the right stuff. Right. Mm. So I feel like pre-engagement is something that we are really going to start pushing right now. And then as we continue to transition, we'll, you know, we'll get to that married yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's good because it's like you're you, you can't sell something you don't own. So you teaching singles to best prepare themselves for marriage and you're not married, then why would I come and talk with you? Cause it's like trying to go buy something and like, oh, go get this hair growth and it don't <laughs> and work you and you bought. So that don't make no sense at all. No so sense. you are a living testament to your journey yeah. and now you're able to give it away. And I think yeah. so often when we're talking about this before we jumped on, so often people are portraying something that mm. they're not really they don't really own. Yeah. So they're giving away something that's mm -hmm. empty because yeah. they don't truly own it. Yeah. You know, and that's a big piece of of a no-no because now people are looking at you as this expert or this person who's living in truth mm -hmm. and you open up that box and the box is empty. You giving away 
false prophecy. You giving away all types of illegitimate um, services and products yeah. because you're not fully owning it. Yeah. And I think that ownership in our community is something that we are learning. Yeah. Right. And we're stepping into yeah. the truth of what it means to own, whether it's your home. Yeah. Whether it's your belief. Yeah. Um, whether it's freedom. Yeah. It is a practice. All of that. And, and and that's what I see with you all and not obviously not knowing you guys intimately yet, mm. but knowing from what I see is this is something that is fruitful because yeah. you own it. Yeah, absolutely. We and I think that's why you you know, that's where you when when the authority or the genuineness is felt or the confidence is felt is because you are, you know, you're living these things. Mm. And for me, I live the singleness. I, I was absent for nearly eight years. Wow. I, I was working on myself as a single, the, the spiritual maturity, physical well-being, emotional stability, mental protection, financial security. I feel like those those um, those things as far as holistic improvement were things that I was working on, I was doing. And um, I feel like it led me to the point that I'm at right now. So it's like, OK, if I did these things and I'm not saying that you have to do these things in order to um, earn somebody's love because somebody should accept you for who you are. But let's be real. You do got to put in that work right for yourself. And then as you put in that work for yourself, you will attract that mm -hmm. type of person. You draw that type of person, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's important to really, you know, embody, you know, the things that you that you teach and preach. Otherwise, you know, you're you're just another hypocrite. Again, we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about progression. We're talking yeah. about preparation. We're talking about intentionality. So, yeah, that's good. Like we always hear you attract who you mm -hmm. are. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel that when I look at not even just relationships, like mm -hmm. romantic relationships, mm -hmm. but all yeah. all relationships yeah. um, and so it's very it's very encouraging to, to hear it gives us hope of singles you know yeah. it gives us hope that um, there are there are there is this type of equipping for mm -hmm. us to get better prepared yeah. um, for what is next yeah. right and I think that so many people they get into relationships we get into relationships because we're seeking something mm -hmm. and I'm in a season now where I thought I was ready for mm -hmm. what was next, which I thought was marriage. And yeah. God's like, now I want to show you what real love is. Mm -hmm. And that love is I'm the source of that love. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Lord, now I got to sit here and do, like go through this when mm -hmm. I thought I was ready for what was next. And mm -hmm. that's like, I feel like so many of us were looking for a love from somebody when we're not even capable of accepting mm -hmm. or, or giving yeah. it. And mm -hmm. that's where I had to really sit and be with just God yeah. because my heart and from my environment, from generational things, for so many things created this, this false identity mm -hmm. from protection yeah. to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And there was no way I could give away love that I never experienced. Yeah. And that's why I feel like in that equipping, and I know there's some faith and center. So share about um, what people can expect through working with you guys as a, as a single. Yeah, and I and I um, before I say that, I just I just love um, what you just said because people are capable of 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 being loved and loving someone, but only God is love. Mm -hmm. Like that's the that's the source. So when you are when you are reflecting it or embodying it, you are reflecting or embodying God. Yeah. Right. But if you are in a space where he is not your source, mm -hmm. then that love is not, you know, coming from the place that it's supposed to come from. If God is who he is, the essence of of all existence. Right. If, if he is who he is, we should be tapping in with him. 
And then from there, everything just kind of falls in line. And that's one of the things that is so important. um, It's so important and big for us when it comes to working with single men and women. So um, if I'm thinking about one of my mentor, you know, my business mentor, you know, he always talks about how, you know, when you are doing these webinars or when you're starting these programs off or when you're having these classes, these master classes or whatever it is, you know, as a business owner, that's talking about your stuff, you always need to start off with mindset, right? You always need to start off with telling people that they can, you know, believe in themselves, that they can do this. Or, you know, I like to think of it like this. So there's purpose, right? Purpose is like, is like the overarching thing, right? That's like, no matter what, our pur- everybody has purpose in this earth. Our purpose is to know God, love God, and show God. Our purpose is to glorify him, right? That is our purpose. So no one can say they're without it. But then if we want to like drill in and get more specific, everybody has a specific calling in their life. Right. It can change. It could be temporary. It could be permanent. But everybody have a specific calling in their life. Like right now you are called to do this. Uh, And I mean, other things, I'm sure. But you are called to have this podcast from your calling. You can create a vision for yourself. What do you see for yourself? Right. What do you see for yourself in life? And then from the vision, you say, "Okay, I see this. Now, let me put some belief on that. I got to believe in this vision that that I'm called to yeah. because of my purpose. So now I believe in this vision. I believe in this thing. So now I'm going to commit to it. When I commit to it, then I have focus. That's when it. I have focus, then I'm disciplined. And then if I'm disciplined, I mean, from my discipline comes my consistency. So if I had to reverse engineer it, I'm consistent because I'm disciplined. I'm disciplined because I'm focused. I'm focused because I commit. I commit because I believe. I believe because I have a vision for myself that I can see. And I have a vision for myself because I know my calling, because I know my purpose. Mm. So, um, you know, that is extremely important. But when, but back to what I was saying, he talks about the importance of mindset. But for me, when I get on a call with with uh, with, with singles, I'm talking about identity. Yeah. So that's my form of that it. Part. Your identity is so important. If you don't know who you are in Christ. If you don't understand your identity, nothing else will nothing else aligns the way that it's supposed mm-hmm. to align. So if you don't know who you are, you don't know yourself. How can you go out here and interact with somebody else? You don't even know what you want. You don't know what you need. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're looking for because you don't know you. So we start with identity. So those that are in like so our, our singles, um, our maximize your singleness membership, uh, we have this whole portal. It's 50 classes. When they come in, they can tap in. They can go from identity. Then we talk about healing and we're just breaking down all the things. It's 50 classes that breaks down all the things that we feel are, necess- are necessity are a necessity for uh, single men and women. And um, also in this uh, membership, there is the opportunity to connect with like minded individuals. So you have accountability, you have community and you have opportunity accountability. We're going to hold you responsible for the things that you say you need to get done, right? The things that you want to do to be the best version of yourself. Community, like I said, like-minded single men and women. We Singles, I knew, I wish that I had this when I was single. And that's one of the things we want to be for singles, what we had, which we had when we were single. If I had a group of single men and women that I can talk to when I'm feeling lonely or somebody that's facilitating this opportunity for us to connect, I, I feel like I would have been so much better in my singleness. That's amazing. And then opportunity. You you might, you know, find your, your next, your best friend, your business partner, a client, or more importantly, or most importantly, you might find your spouse. So um, that is what we uh, we do in our, um, in our membership. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Signing up. Who's signing up, right? <laughs> I love that. Well, we're going to come back. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Yeah. We, will be, we will be right back with the Master Ray Show. The Mazda Ray Podcast is brought to you by Breakthrough Sounds, a recording studio and media company located in Valley View, Ohio. Your creativity creates here. 
Schedule a tour today at btsoundscle.com. Welcome back to the Masla Show. Again, we have a special guest with us today, Antoine. Um, we're diving deep into identity, purpose, yeah. marriage, singleness, all that good stuff. Um, but I like to play different games on the show just to kind of mix it up. Okay. And one thing I was thinking about when we were just on was, okay, let's do some type of role playing. So yeah. you as a mentor, as a coach, um, coaching singles in their process of mm-hmm. preparation for the next step in their lives. I'm curious on what your thoughts would be and, and if I was a single coming to you. So I'm going to kind of mm-hmm. play a little character. Come on, let's right? do it. Let's we might get it. a little ratchet in here just to kind of, because I'm, I'm sure you got all type of people. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. And that come. So, and I also want to hear some of those um, wild stories that you yeah. may have with clients. All right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm coming to you as a young single woman, okay, mm-hmm. two kids. And I'm engaged to somebody, mm-hmm. um, but that man also has three kids, mm-hmm. and there's some challenges with commitment mm-hmm. and him with other women. Okay. So, what would you say, you know, immediately talking with me? Yeah, um, that's a very easy one. Um, I would tell you to disengage ASAP. I feel like if you are talking to someone and that person is engaging other people, that's a sign of unfaithfulness. So if you are unfaithful at a low level of commitment, then you're going to be unfaithful or most likely going to be unfaithful at a high level of commitment. So I feel like I would tell you to walk away. If you can't walk away, then I would I would I would ask why. You know, there must be some, you know, value issues, some worthy issues there. Um, that's that's hindering you. And I don't think that you would be in a place to really date right now. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to respond in, but I love him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, And I, and you can be you could be telling the truth. Mm. But I think that um, it, no one, no one who who has true love for somebody, you know, will put them in a position to do something that's going to break their heart. Now, I'm not saying now. My wife and I, I disappoint her all the time. You know, I get on her nerves and that's just I don't believe it. <laughs> she get on my nerves. I get on her nerves. But that's that's my wife. But I told my wife the other day. This is so far. I know we I know this is supposed to be rapid, but I told my wife the other day. Um, well, I had came home after doing a, uh, an event and I had my glasses on and then I um I came in. I took my glasses off and I'm like, you know what? Let me take the dog out real quick. I put my glasses back on. She was like. She's like, what you put your glasses back on for? Who you who you going to see? Let me find out. And her and her sister started laughing. And I was laughing like, it's funny. I'm like, sweetie, I, I'm like, you know what? I mean, I can look you dead in your eye and say that you are the only woman that I've been with since we've been married. I can I can look you dead in your eye and say that I'm faithful to you and only you. Can't not even one woman on this earth say that I've even as much as flirted with them. Mm. And I just looked her dead in her eye and I kept looking. And then she started laughing. And I was like, so here and I, glasses. <laughs> yeah, right. And I walked away. And it, it was like, I mean, I know this. She knows yeah. it, but it felt good to say it. And I think that if a man loves you or a woman loves you, they're not gonna put you in a position to 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 hurt, to break your heart in that regard. And if somebody, and when I mean like break your heart, I mean, you know, doing something like abuse, abandonment, um, adultery. And I feel like people can make a mistake. People can have moral failures. That 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 really happens. But I'm not going to do anything habitual to yeah. to hurt my wife. So that's good. All right, next one here. All right, 
Um, 35, young, mm-hmm. young man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see myself settling down. Okay. I like to be with a lot of different women at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and people keep encouraging me to get married, but I just mm-hmm. don't see that, you know, for myself or for mm-hmm. my future. Yeah. Um, I would want to know why you don't see a uh, marriage, you know, in your future. Um, maybe, you know, there are some things that you're experiencing, um, but honestly, you you're not my you're not my my target audience. You're not okay. my my customer. I I I want to I want to work with men and women who don't necessarily have to be married. You don't have to be married to be a part of our community. But if you are someone who wants to freely mess around with women, then there's really nothing that I can say to you that's going to to like change that if that's what your heart is set on. Because I'm about abstinence. So um, if you are a single man that that that's what you're on, I, you know, do you know, do you you can you have you know, you have the freedom and, and liberties to do that. But if you want to be a part of our program, I'm going to tell you different. I'm not going to tell you you can't be a part of our program. Right. But if you come into this program, that's what you're going to hear. This is the expectation. Yeah. All right. Last one. Woman, 21 years old, mm-hmm. um, already been divorced once, married okay. very young, mm-hmm. two kids. Mm-hmm. Um I have a desire to, to for love and to, mm-hmm. but I'm very hurt at the mm-hmm. trauma that I've been through with yeah. my last marriage and my kids mm-hmm. are suffering. Yeah. What do you what do you tell her? Yeah, I would um that well first and foremost that your hurt, your pain is e- extremely extremely legitimate, right? You know, somebody going through divorce, that's just, you know, you you should be hurt, especially if you have kids. There's a lot of involvement there. But I would tell that woman to first and foremost go get therapy. Um, I think that she needs to talk those things, those things out and she needs to get on this healing journey. But I would say before you can heal, you got to forgive. Forgiveness is the gateway to healing. So you need to heal. I mean, you need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive him or or even maybe forgive God, whatever it is you need to you need to get into the mindset of pardoning what somebody did to you or the things that you allowed to happen. And then from there, you know, you can start this healing journey. But um, there's this whole breakdown I have. It's called the A35 method. I'm All not going. Right. I'm not going to explain it. This is official stuff out here. I'm We're not, gonna, not just not, giving yeah, advice. I'm not going to. I'm not going. I'm not going to give that to y'all on here. But um, I would tell that person to work on forgiveness, and then they can start their journey to healing. But then go to therapy. All right. I will. I can't pass up my own story. So I'm just going to throw myself <laughs> in the bucket here because that's what we talk about in the Mosley Ratio. Okay. I'm vulnerable. I'm personal. I respect All right. It. 31 years old, mm. single, no kids. No. Still hopeful, but also like, is it for me? Is mm-hmm. it going to happen? How long do I wait mm-hmm. versus is there opportunities to maybe settle yeah. for a man that kind of reaches some of those expectations? But mm-hmm. there's some things that um, I don't see myself in a spouse with. Yeah. yeah. So what's your what's your thoughts and advice to, to yeah. that? Um, so I'm, I'm actually about to release a, a free a free ebook called The Red, Yellow and Green Lights of Dating. OK. So it's going to talk about when to, to 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 stop, slow down and keep going. But for you, um, I think that a lot of people feel like this. They feel that God is, you know, obviously God, all things is possible with him and God can do it. Right. But people feel like, will God do it for me? Yeah. So it's like we feel like we're just that that person that's so unspecial or, you know, just not the one that God can't do it for. I think that, you know, we have to, you know, obviously believe that that's something that, you know, we can, you know, we can have because marriage is a is a it's designed by God. It's a it's a good thing. It's a God thing. So I would say these are three things that every man and woman should look for. And as far as like prerequisites. You know, as it relates to dating, is that person a believer? 
is that does that person have a marriage mindset? And when I say marriage mindset, I'm not talking about they they want a spouse. Because typically when somebody say they want to be married, they're, they're talking about all the things they want. Because mm. we naturally see ourselves as the recipient and not the contributor. We're just naturally selfish like that. But not just not just want a spouse, but want to be a spouse and even more preparing to be a spouse. That part. And then lastly, committed to holistic improvement, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. And the reason why I say that is because as a single man or woman, there should be nothing in your life that you're unwilling to get better at. Because if you have that mindset in your singleness, then that's going to trans that's going to transfer over into your marriage. So if you are out here and you're like, these are three things I'm looking for. They got those three things. Those are the basis. And then obviously attraction and and then you can kind of figure out what your non-negotiables are. But if they got those three things, I feel like you can work with that. All right, fellas, the ones that be in my DMs, <laughs> if you're not hitting the three basic fundamentals, <laughs> you're not getting a response. She's going to send them to me. <laughs> Look, go talk to my brother over there. Yeah. He's going to get you together, Facts. all the way together. Facts. No, I think that's good. And I talked to some of my girlfriends. I have a girlfriend right now. Um, she's in the dating like she was single for so long and she was in a place where she didn't date mm -hmm. for a long time and now she's dating and you know she's dating freely mm -hmm. you know but also you know very covenant with with God and his yeah. spirituality and we were talking about it and I was like I'm not dating anyone I don't have a desire yeah. to date and I and I think that's also part of some of the other women and I'm talking who are aligned spiritually it's like you know, do you date? Do you not date? Mm. And I think at the end of the day, you have to be led by God. Yeah. Because what's for her right now in dating, she she needs that. Yeah. You know, for me, it's like, I don't need that. Yeah. And it's okay on both ends. But at the end of the day, you can get all of the vice mm -hmm. from well-seasoned individuals. But you have to bring that back to your to your, to your your quiet time, yeah. back to God and behold, okay, yeah. now that I'm more informed, now that I have some people who are aligned with you too, mm -hmm. with, who's giving me this wisdom and this knowledge and preparing me and understanding, yeah. now how are you going to direct me for what I know now? Yeah, and I think absolutely. that's a critical piece whether you're with a therapist yeah. or a financial coach, coach anything mm -hmm. um, that's giving you advice, it's you still have to go back to God yeah. and behold that so you can be led and direct for what's next absolutely. for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's you know, when it comes to this whole dating thing, I look at it like this. There's there's two approaches or two styles of dating. There's you're either dating casually or you're dating exclusively. And there's two intentions. You're either dating to get married or you're dating not to get married. That's literally what it is. So you're either dating casually with no intent to get married, which is the worst way to date. You're dating exclusively with no intentions to get married. And that's a, to me, I feel like that's a counterfeit way. You're dating casually with the intent to get married. That's the riskiest way. Or you're dating exclusively with the intent to get married. And that to me is the most appropriate way. And I feel like that's how it should be. You know, now everybody has their own style. I, you know, me personally, I believe that you should date exclusively with the intent to get married. But if you don't, that's on you, teach his own. But I look at it like this, this is the timeline. So it's dates, dating, relationships. There's a difference. So matter of fact, I'm gonna ask you some questions real quick. Oh, I know this is reverse. All right, look, here we go. What do you, what, what is the title of a man that is married? What's this title? Husband? Husband. What's the title of a woman that's married? Wife. What's the title of someone who is engaged? A fiance. What do you call a man or a woman that you are in a relationship with? A girlfriend or a boyfriend. What do you call somebody you're dating? Someone I'm dating. What do you call somebody you're going on a date with? 
a date. Now, if I ask that question to 10 different people, I'll get 10 different answers. So now when we so when I ask you, what do you call a man or a woman that's married? You said husband, wife, right? Just like that. Same thing with, with engagement. You said fiance, just like that. But when we get to that relationship, dating and dates, everybody is going to have a different perspective, right? So if you have your own perspective, he has his own perspective, you already are at odds. So a date is a social or romantic engagement between a man or a woman. Dating is is something that's done exclusively um, when you're seeing someone on a regular basis. Right. And then relationship is a monogamous commitment between a man or a woman. The purpose of going on a date is to see if we can get to dating. The purpose of dating is to see if we can get to a relationship. The purpose of relationship is for engagement. Dates. It should be three to four dates. Right. This is now this There's is for science somebody, behind this. Y'all. This no, is, listen this to is this, science. I'm telling you, look, this is. And I'm. This is just this is not like like it has to like everybody have to do it this way. I'm just giving you a guideline to follow. Right. And this is for people who are already prepared to date. So dates, three to four dates. Right. It should take you no more than three or four days to figure out. This first, I'll be in there the first three minutes. Boy, I tell you. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I don't uh, need no three, four dates. OK, I'm mm-hmm. gone. But yeah, so. But I, now, average, I feel like it can. Yes. No, but I feel like it can, it can be less, though. Yeah. So three to four days, that could be like a one or two month process. Um. Then we get into uh, we go from dates to dating. Now, when we're at the dating phase, we're not together, but we're dating. We're collecting data. We're dating to to get clarity on one another. That is a process that can be anywhere from three to six months. And then going, you know, once you get to a point where you're feeling like, all right, we're dating. We're really we really like each other. Then we transition into a a relationship. The moment that you make a, a, a man or a woman, your significant other is the moment that you pursue them as a spouse, because otherwise there's no point to be in a relationship. Right. Right. The relationship stage, that could be anywhere between six to 12 months. And then engagement, you know, you know, that should that should be, you know, once you get engaged, you should, you know, know, like we need to move forward. That's a not that could be a nine to 12 month process, whatever. But from days dating and relationships, it can be a 10 to 20 month process for somebody who is ready. Right. That's why we're so it's like we're we're in this. And when you get into this membership, we are having these conversations. I'm, I'm giving information. I'm having you all connect. We're doing this because we're trying to prepare you so that it doesn't take you so long mm-hmm. to get to the altar. And then you are as best prepared as you can be when you get there. All right. So. All right. Well, you guys know where to sign up, you know, and we'll, <laughs> we're going to drop that before we wrap this episode. But I wanted to get back to before we went on commercial talking about identity. So you started with mm. purpose, calling. Yeah. Um, your mentor s- talks about mindset. You like yeah. to use identity. Mm. That resonates for me. I wrote a book a year and a half ago and it's the um, complete the pathways of true self-discovery. Mm-hmm. And for me. Understanding identity mm-hmm. was fundamental yeah. for me to be where I'm at now and mm-hmm. where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And so for you, identity, and and I'm sure there's a lot of similarity, if, if not identical, mm-hmm. but I want you to share uh, with me and with the audience, you know, your process of helping people um, identify mm-hmm. their their true identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I So I want them to start with, with God, first and foremost. I want them to start there. I want them to start with Christ um, in order for. So when you know who he is, you know, who, you know, you know, you know who you are. When you know who you are, you know why you are here. When you know why you're here, you know what to do. And I feel like um, so many people are naturally attaching themselves to things that are temporary. Um, they build their whole platform, their whole I mean, their whole 
identity, their whole worth, their meaning, their value off of money, off of a relationship, off of a status, off of a connection. And that all of those things that I just mentioned and more can immediately just evaporate, can disappear. And then what? Then what do you have? So for us, it's about building your identity on God who is constant, who never fails, who is foundational to to all all of what exists, all of what is the creator of the heavens and the earth. So I feel like if I can rest in that and then not only did did he define us, but he died for us and then he dwells within us, within us. But if you think about him being the most high God and he is the one that created you and designed you, that should give you a sense of like work. Like you should have a pep in your step. The way you maneuver, the way you walk around, the way you move about, it would just be different. You wouldn't settle for just anybody. Now, let me give you an example. Let's say, let's say Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, one of them hit, I'm, I'm talking to you. Let's say they called you and was like, hey, we just found out you are a cousin. I, you know, we did, what is that? Three twenty, whatever. What is that thing? The you ancestry do? or something? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, if you if you they, they did that and they was they just did the data and they found you know all the people that they're related to and they hit you up and they said, you know, we found out that you are um you know our distant cousin. We want you to come to Chicago and come hang out with us. And when you got there, they rolled the red carpet out for you. And I'm talking about they're like cousin, hey cousin, <laughs> right? And then they like they got you on Instagram like, hey, this is my cousin. We love you know blah 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 whatever, right? When you go back to Cleveland, everybody know, like, you related to the Obamas? Like, you big time. How would you feel? Like, would you, like, if somebody didn't like you, would you really care? Nah. You would move real right. differently, right? You would be like, what? Obama is my cousin. I don't care what you say. Right. You would act differently. You would go in rooms with more confidence. Mm. Now, how, if you feel like that with Obama, like, how much more should you feel like that with God? God? Yeah, that's Who good. created him? Who right. is the creator of everything? So, for us, it's mm. like... My wife and I are trying to embed that into the very fabric of of what we do with with, uh, with maximize your singleness and um the membership um because we feel like if we can get you there first everything else will just start to fall in line you will work differently That's you will good. feel like you can be better you know so it's yeah so that identity is everything it's everything and I and I wanted to talk about that because it's been so much of my journey mm. you know and something I talk about and I help people discover their purpose but you can't discover your purpose until you know who you are as a person and for me walking it out you touched on it about God like God I had to sit with God to learn who God is come on to know who I am. Come on. And it's like, we're, we say these things so loose, like made in his image and his likeness. And it's mm. just like this casual thing that mm. we just repeat and we rehearse. And it's just <laughs> like, wait, I'm made in this image? Yeah. And there's so much that says that you will never know the fullness of God. It's mm. so, it's so vast. It's so big. It's so much that in a lifetime, you won't even know all of it. And so just that alone, for me, it's like, okay, well, I am... I am happy. I am joy. I am love. Mm -hmm. I am peace. I am gentleness. I am kind. I was like, all right. So then all this other stuff that was functioning in me isn't really truth. Mm -hmm. So anger, pain, mm -hmm. and trauma, dysfunction, mm -hmm. right? All these other things that really reflect darkness versus mm -hmm. reflection of light. Mm -hmm. God was like peeling those away. Yeah. Like, no, that's not who you are. Yeah. I understand how you got here. Yeah. But in order for us to move in the direction of purpose... We have to let those things go. And in letting go, there means that making room for something new. Yeah. So I let go of pain, I receive joy. Yeah. Let go of, of hate, I receive love. Yeah. And so it's been this 
amazing transition mm. over time to now be able to walk in what I what we call the true self versus mm. the false self because all mm. these things that you go through in life can create an identity. Yeah. That's what identity, right? You adapt to your environment, mm. your family, your culture, language, yeah. education, all mm. these elements yeah. curate an identity. Yeah. So if all of that is rooted in in darkness and negativity, then your identity is going to be that. Well, damn, you're always angry. Why are you always mad? You're always fighting. You're always mm-hmm. drinking and, and doing those things. So that identity piece is critical to get yeah. to the point of even getting to, to purpose. And that's yeah. why I wanted you to talk about that. Yeah. And so in purpose for you, how does purpose drive your day-to-day? Mm-hmm. And you can maybe even talk to some of your, your you and your wife's day-to-day mm-hmm. in that process with, with purpose. Yeah, purpose. Um, if I wasn't... If I wasn't um, if I wasn't doing work for singles, um, that would probably be the next, like that would be my absolute like focus is helping people to get in purpose. Um, which I mean, I still do that with, with singles or whatever, whatnot, but that's not the, like, that's just a, a component of what we do. But if I didn't do this, that would be my thing because purpose is so important to, excuse me, living a life of fulfillment. Mm. There are so many people who are wandering aimlessly through life every single day. They don't have no goals. They don't have no vision for themselves. They don't have no um, no target. Like right now, if I said, I want you to just aim at that wall, right? You know, let's say we had dark and this whole wall is a, a sticky wall or whatever. And I'm like, you know, just throw a dart at the wall. You throw a dart at the wall, you'll just throw whatever, right? But if I said, I need you to throw a dart right there in this, right next to that thing that says airplay, automatically you start to create this mindset that, okay, that's my target. Right. So now I'm going to aim. I'm going to throw it and I'm going to miss. It's going to go low. Okay. So I threw it, but it missed. It went low. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to aim a little higher and I'm going to throw it. But then you aim too high and you went over it, right? So you're like, okay, well, let me bring it down a little bit. And you threw it and it went to the right. Then you threw it and it went to the left. And then you went down. But then you start to get to a point where you keep trying these things so much that you start to get good at it. And next thing you know, you hit that, that target. How can you ever hit a target if you don't even know what your target is? Mm-hmm. How can you know what your target is if you don't have a purpose for your life? You said it earlier when you was talking about so many entrepreneurs, um, they're like, or just people in general, like we we come up with businesses because we're coming, to, we're solving a problem. But a lot of times we solve a problem because we're paying attention to what frustrates right. us, right? So it's like what undeniable, undeniable burdens, right? What is something that keeps you up at night? What is something that bothers you? Obvious problems. What is something that frustrates you? Like simple things like a company created this thing that sits that goes between the, the 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 seat of the car because phone and keys kept dropping between you know how people be trying to get right. there they created something like that it's a simple problem what is a problem that you want to solve what keeps you up at night what are you passionate about that you just that just makes you come alive what 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 um what is something that's constantly reoccurring in your mind? You ever just be like, man, this thing just keep coming back. Keep bugging. It just keep coming back. These are signs that, you know, you need to go ahead and move forward with those things. And then also paying attention to your gifts. What do you, what naturally comes to you that right. doesn't come to other people? What do people naturally come draw to you for? But people are so unintentional about doing the work of really figuring out what their purpose is that they just settle. 
into just doing something that doesn't bring fulfillment to their lives. And then they're miserable. The average American, I think, lives to be, I think, 80 years old or or 70, 78, I think. So let's just round it to 80 for easy math. The average American lives to be 80. The average American works 30 to 40 years of their lives, majority of them doing a job they do not love. The average American sleeps roughly a third of their life away. So you're asleep roughly 25 years of your life. That's crazy. So if the average person lives to be 80, you subtract 30 years of them working a job they do not love, 25 years of them being asleep, they're left with what? 25 years. And then in those 25 years, you got to eat, you got to commute, you got to bathe, you got to spend time with family. Let's just say you spend another 15 years of your life doing the necessities. Now you're left with 10 years, but you're 25 right now. You're 35 right now. So that 10 years is already gone. So when do you ever have time to really do what you love? Mm. What do you ever have, ever have time to do what you're called to do? So I think that people have to be extremely diligent in figuring out what it is that they want to do and then pursue that thing. But right. then that goes back to what we were talking about the belief and focus yeah. and all that stuff. So No, it's good. It's really good. So I love... We, we can talk, right? Because yeah, 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 yeah. we're both passionate and in yeah. alliance for what we're, where we're at, you know, and I love, yeah. I love these type of dialogues because you feel it. And I, and I hope the, 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 the audience and the people watching, listening to this, when this comes out, they yeah. feel that they can touch that. Yeah. But I love to, to wrap episodes up with a pure message. That's what the mm. Masteray platform is all about. It's about mm. a pure message for our generation. Yeah. And so for you, what is that pure message? Mm. Um, and I know it changes, right? So what mm. for you right now in this season, what's yeah. that pure message that, that you would like to give away? I would say, again, going back to singleness, um, it's so important. Don't let don't let anyone treat you like a second class citizen. Don't let anyone treat you like you have to be married to be significant. Um, healthy singles create healthy dating. Healthy dating creates healthy relationships. Healthy relationships create healthy engagement. Healthy engagement creates healthy marriage. Healthy marriage creates healthy family. Healthy family creates healthy community. Healthy communities create healthy societies. Healthy society creates a healthy world, but it all starts with a healthy single. So don't let anyone ever tell you that your singleness is not significant. Just as much as we were born human beings, we were born single. So there's work for you to do in this season of your life if you want to transition into the next. But even if you don't desire marriage, you can be the best version of yourself right now. So that's good. Drop, right. We just drop, at that point, we just dropped the mic. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it's good. And, and I, I'm loving that, you know, we get to support what you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, I want to learn more personally and see how I can be a part of what you guys are building. Um, so how can people, your author, your mentor, your coach, how can people get in touch with you mm-hmm. um, and connect with you and learn more about what you what you guys are doing? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram or social media platforms. Twan Steele, T-W-A-N-S-T-E-E-L-E, Facebook, Antoine Steele. Um, you can uh, email me at info at AntoineSteele.com. Or if you want to sign up to be a part of our membership, uh, the Maximize Your Singleness membership, uh, MaximizeYourSinglenessMembership.com. You can go there. You can click the link in my bio. We are about to make a matter of fact, I'm sure this when this comes out, um, you know, by the time we would Breaking have made the announcements. Dum, yeah. dum, dum, dum. We are going to shut down enrollment for uh, the uh, the membership starting September 1st. And it's going to stay open until October 5th, our anniversary. So if you see this and you want to get in, make sure you do it soon as possible. I'm not going to say, you know, what the price is going to be, but it might be going up when we come back. All right. So 
yeah, that's how you could tap in with me. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining the Thanks show. Any me. last things that you want to share mm. uh, before we wrap? No, I just want to say that I appreciate you. Thank you for allowing me to be on your platform to share what we do. Um, you said you're 80 episodes, 81, 81 episodes. Um, that it, that speaks to a level of consistency. Like you can't fake that. You can't just say, you know, or hope or think or, or you know, suggest or maybe, you know, think in your mind that this person is, you know, is, is consistent. You're actually putting forth the work and you have living proof. You have evidence of it. So I just want you to uh, know that I appreciate you for your hard work and your dedication you. to allowing this platform to highlight people like us. So Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. And thank you for joining. So much knowledge, so much wisdom. Um, and and I love to see what you're doing and how we can just support. So yeah, absolutely. Um, episode 81. I'm going to hey. work, work on the title, but this has been a good time with you. So again, thank you for, yeah. for joining the show and all of you listening and watching you've been tuning in to the Masla Ray show this episode 81 featuring Antoine Steele um, an amazing powerhouse with him and his wife and we're just blessed and humble to create a platform where we bring more light everywhere through heart to heart conversations and we're signing off peace peace <laughs>